everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we have traveled to Pittsburgh in solidarity with the greater Jewish community here, and pray that the next time we are here, it is for a celebration. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. And uh, I wish a good morning to Yoni. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good, good. This is... Um, this is the time during the show. This is the moment during the show when I would usually kibitz with you about, you know, things that just make you nuts. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. In this case, it would obviously be the Red Sox. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but frankly, even before um, the tragedy in Pittsburgh, we really were not paying attention to baseball anymore to the extent uh, that's, that uh, Sunday night I was out to dinner with my kids and my son saw the game on, you know, in the back of the, the restaurant. Right. And he said, um, oh, is it game one? I'm like, no, no, it's, it's game five. Yeah. But, you know, New Yorkers had been out of it literally and figuratively for a while. But then Shabbos happened and uh, American Jewish life as we know it changed forever. And baseball was no longer a priority. Yeah. So that, is, that is certainly the case. And truth be told is I don't know how the rest of the country outside of Boston is really reacting um, even Los Angeles is really reacting or really reacted, I should say, cause it happened days ago to, uh, the Red Sox winning the world series. But, um, there are so many other things dominating the news cycle right now. Right. Um, none of which is good that even something that Americans love like baseball is not going to get the time that it usually does. Um, so before we get into the depth of this show, we're going to do some of the stuff. Woo! I dropped my fortune cookie. Some of the stuff that we usually do, we will do the national holidays because it's November 1st and there are a lot of, frankly, freaky November 1st national holidays because they always try and lump them on the first of the month. Um, you know, that right, makes sense. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. But um, but some of these are really, they're really quite interesting. Okay, so here's the fortune cookie. No entertainment is so cheap as reading nor any pleasure so lasting. Okay, I mean, last week's was so short. I know. This one's so long. I was thinking I'm, the I'm like same lost. thing. Last week's was beauty in its simplicity. This week's is not at all. It is super. It's a paragraph. How'd they fit that in a fortune cookie? I don't know. It's like a dissertation on a little piece of paper. I haven't the foggiest idea. All I know is that um, I have two masters and I have no idea what this thing said. Mm, yeah. Let's do the national holidays. Uh, first of all, it is Authors Day, it's also Hockey Mask Day. Which we celebrate at the Wallachs, even when we don't need to wear a hockey mask. Sometimes we just wear hockey masks. Right. It's just uh, it's just what we do. How about the penguins, huh? How about the penguins? We'll talk about the penguins in a second. I think we are all we all were, I should say, penguin fans on Tuesdays. Even if you're an Islander fan, you were a penguin fan. I'll explain. It's National Calzone Day. Hmm. Oh, we'll have Lunch. to figure it. Out. I have no idea. Yeah, really? On our seven-hour drive back, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, um, two or three. Yeah, it's also National National Sports Fan Day, so congratulations cool. to you. Yeah. National Jersey Friday. I don't know why it's being counted today, because it's Thursday. Right, interesting. It's weird. Um, it's also National Love Your Lawyer Day. Yeah. Okay, so shout out to Steven. Oh. Yeah, yeah he's our favorite lawyer, call, exactly. Right, um, it's World Vegan Day. Not something you participate in, but something I give a shout out to. Okay. Nothing? Okay, fine. Yeah, sorry. That's that's disappointing. Um, and also one more, and I happen to like this one a lot. It's National Give Up Your Shoulds Day. 
meaning I should do this. Right. I should do that. Instead, just go out and do it. Right. That is a very important point. So uh, we had mentioned that we are here in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, JM and the AM broadcast this morning. Uh, we thank Rabbi Wasserman for opening he, the doors to his shul quite early so that we could broadcast JM and the AM from there this morning. Um, thank you to him and to his congregation and all the support staff that helped make this morning happen. Um, this trip is another installment of the Jewish Unity Initiative. Though before we headed out on this trip, it certainly felt unbelievably different than any other Jewish Unity Initiative trip that we have already gone on. Under any normal circumstance, we would just be going along in the crazy week that we have, prepping for a trip, etc. However, we announced that we were going to Pittsburgh on Tuesday. The decision was made Tuesday morning, and we left on Wednesday. Um, as you know, we were at Yeshivat Noam yesterday, and then we literally packed up from Yeshivat Noam and drove to Pittsburgh. Um, it has been a crazy week, an awful, tragic, horrific week for Jews here uh, in the United States and around the world. Um, that is That is for sure. Though I will say, as often happens that there were bright moments that peppered this insane week. Of course, we all know the heroic story of Dr. Cohn and the Jewish nurses who treated the murderer. They treated the patient in front of them. I will be completely honest in saying I have no doubt that I would not be able to put my own feelings and differences aside and be able to treat the patient in front of me. There is a, a, a tremendous... Um, heroic angle to what they did and um, it should not be overlooked so that was that was an incredible thing it's also an incredible moment for all those people who waited to be able to do shmirah for the 11 martyrs from the 8th Chaim synagogue in Pittsburgh all the Jews who waited to be able to stay with the deceased with the murdered and recite to Hillem until they were able to be buried. That is a chesed shel emet if there ever was one. And all the members of the Hevra Kadisha in Pittsburgh, chesed shel emet, unbelievable to be able to, to bestow upon these people their, our last gift of kindness, our last act of kindness to them. It is an incredible, incredible story. It's also incredible, as Yoni mentioned, a bright, shining moment this week was when the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins, for those of you who don't know, they play hockey, the Pittsburgh Penguins on Tuesday night in their game against the New York Islanders wore a patch on their jerseys that had a penguin superimposed over a mug and David or in the shape of a mug and David in which it said, stronger than hate. And those jerseys were autographed, and each jersey was then auctioned off to raise money for the Jewish Federation of Pittsburgh, as well as uh, money to donate for the four police officers who were injured in Saturday's shooting. Um, the Penguins have already donated a tremendous amount of money to various uh, organizations in Pittsburgh um, in the aftermath of this tragedy, um, but this was yet another one. And that is an 
epic move by the Penguins. And so we joked a second ago that Tuesday night we were all Penguin fans, and I say that wholeheartedly. I certainly was. Um, and then there's the movement that uh, started on Sunday, the hashtag show up for Shabbat, launched by the AJC, in which they have encouraged everyone to pack their shuls this Shabbos in an act of defiance and in an effort to show that we will not be intimidated from attending our houses of worship. I want to say the following. Listeners, I could not care less where you go to shul. I, I really couldn't. And I frankly assume that you don't care where I go either because it's completely not the point. This week, the point is just to go. Go to shul. Show the haters that we will not be deterred. Thank the police officers, the security guards, the first responders, and anyone else you will see outside of your shul Shabbos morning. They deserve our thanks, but we need to make our shuls bust at the seams this Shabbos. If you don't regularly go, if Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are your go-tos, that's fine. No big deal. Make an exception. Go this week. Show up for Shabbos. Show that we will not live in fear. Go to shul. Three easy words. Go to shul. It is, I mean, talk about an act of defiance. Talk about a statement. Talk about an opportunity to exercise our right to freedom of religion, to freedom of speech. Go to shul. You know, we, we don't take, we, we, we criticize people who don't take the, their right to vote seriously. When you don't take your rights seriously and you take advantage of them, you, you begin not to appreciate them anymore because they're too common, they're too easy. Now we have a situation where, where somebody made it hard for us. Somebody made us scared to go to shul. Well, that's not the way to handle it. The way to handle it is to make sure to show up. The effort is called Show Up for Shabbat. That is the hashtag. I can't, I can't, I can't beg more of you. Show up to shul. And if there is no shul close by or no shul that you're aware of that is close by to where you are, email me myself. I will help you find a place to go. Miriam at Siegel. Com. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I am joined by Rebetzin Dr. Adina Schmidman. She's the director of the Women's Initiative at the Orthodox Union. She has been a guest with me before, and I asked her to join me this morning to discuss women in prayer. We are, we are encouraging everyone to show up for Shabbat this weekend. We are encouraging everyone to pack our shuls, our synagogues, wherever you are, wherever you go. We need to discuss for a moment because a lot of times the emphasis is placed on men attending shul. Now, let's talk about women in shul and women in prayer. Rebbitz and Dr. Adina Schmidman, good morning and welcome to That's Life. Hi, Miriam. Thank you for the invitation and thank you for including me in this very powerful initiative. No, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're, you're, you're a Philadelphian, correct? Yes. So this was as as um, you know as a Pennsylvanian. This was way too close to home for you. It's very powerful. We have a lot of connections with Pittsburgh. Our Rabbi Emeritus is 
son-in-law is Rabbi Wasserman from Pittsburgh, and the relationships run very deeply across uh, across the state. And but uh, you know, I think people nationwide and worldwide have been affected. Agreed. Agreed, a hundred percent. And this initiative, Show Up for Shabbat, again launched by the AJC, to me is such a genius, simple but yet profound movement to encourage everyone to go to shul. And and you and I both know that for numerous different reasons, and frankly, I think you and I would need two hours to discuss it. But for numerous different reasons, we don't always import the 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 gravity and the the importance of of women going to shul as well as men. Obviously, there are a number of reasons, very, very valid, familial reasons, why women for numerous years can't make it to shul on Shabbos, right? But, But it would seem to me that if we started teaching girls, teaching young women, the importance of them going to shul also, and how it makes an impact on their life to daven b'tzibur, to daven with the congregation. And as part of that, teaching men the importance of having women, their daughters, their wives, their girlfriends, their aunts, their whatevers, come to shul as well. I imagine that we could have an entire profound effect on the way women and prayer is viewed. Certainly, and I think if one looks back as to the roots of prayer, while, you know, this idea of the forefathers establishing the time of prayer, we also see women being the role models and the the uh, driving the structure of prayer. If Hannah, uh, the rabbis looked to her to model silent prayer, the silent Amida was modeled after her words, the idea of uh, of Shevach Bakasha Hoda, giving praise, request, and then gratitude, is built on Hannah's model. So we we are certainly women who have been engaged in the formulation of prayer and have been held up as role models of prayer through the generations. And and yet we don't make it a priority to make sure that women are in shul. We teach girls, we teach women that it's important to connect to God. And any conversation that they have, any tefillah that they have, with, and, and is, is, is I don't want to say important or valid, but is, is great. It's lauded because we women are not bound by mitzvot that have a time constraint. And, and that, to me, is a very generous understanding um, by halacha, that's a that's a sensitive mode to realize that that while it's important for women to pray, you can't always work it into a time slot. But that being Correct. and having that allowance is a very it's, it gives tr- uh, value and permission to to women, which I think is very important. Agreed, agreed, a hundred percent. But on the flip side, it's almost it almost gets. Um, misinterpreted, right? It, it 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 gets in the way of of making sure that as a result we go to shul, and that to me is is I don't I don't even know what the, is frustrating a little bit because my I remember thinking when my kids were little that I I wait for the day where I can go to shul and sit with my girls, 
and that sit with my kids and and know that you know if somebody wants to go to groups great if they want to sit with me go great but there will be a point in my life where I don't have to dive in my house I can go to shul so so that's wonderful but but at some point or another we have to make sure that that everyone in the community tries to foster that opportunity for women and giving women and girls of of all ages the opportunity to participate in communal prayer. Correct. And I think also prioritizing it. And I think when girls see moms prioritizing it, then that also is just possible. You know, and, 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 and it's this, um, the role modeling is a very, is very powerful. And how does one conduct themselves? How does one val- value shul, uh, shul prayer? It, it's, it's complex, but I don't think it needs to be. Mm. As complex as, as just get up and go, <laughs> <laughs> if you can. And and my grandmother always used to say about different things. You know, it's not for now, but at the right time, you'll know that it's the right time. So for young moms, that may not be. And then there's permission to be at home, and that's where they they need to be in order right. to grow a family. And they shouldn't in any way feel devalued. On the other hand, if you can go, right. Be there. Be part of a community. And that, the shul is the community center. My husband likes to say that it's called the base Knesset for a reason. Not Interestingly, not a base tefillah, and again, not in any way to diminish the tefillah component of it, but the gathering in and of itself is purposeful. Mm. And, and I think certainly here, you know, one sees that. Right. A hundred percent. This idea of community this idea of being part of something. And and I, I would say that in terms of show up for Shabbat, it really gives, um, it, I, I'm going to use this term, and I don't know if it's the right way, but it gives us a lot of leeway. We're not asking you to show up at 7.30 and open the doors to the sanctuary. We just want people to understand that community begins in the shul and that relationships between each other and God begin in shul, and that's those relationships are important both for men and for women. Correct, and a, and a community is built on that, on family right. and shul, and that interplay between the two. A hundred percent. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Rebetzin, Dr. Adina Schmidman, director of the Women's Initiative at the Orthodox Union joins us this morning. We are in the aftermath of the Pittsburgh massacre. We are discussing uh, the AJC's Show Up for Shabbat initiative, in which we are asking, which we are being asked to literally defy the haters and show up to shul this Shabbat, regardless of where, of, of what shul you go to. <laughs> Just make sure to be there and defy the haters. You know, what's also interesting to me is, I don't know if this is true in your community, but it is true in my community, and this is not a judgment call. I want to make this clear. This is not a judgment call. But there are, um, you know, a number of of shuls in my area that do not have women's sections. And and I believe that it's because culturally, you know, again, it was not seen as imperative to make sure, and it's a different kind of, to make sure that women could be there. And it's a different kind of davening. And again, I think that there's a cultural angle to that that doesn't necessarily speak to me, but speaks to other people. I'm, I'm sort of hoping that at least for this Shabbos, 
at least for this Shabbos, even if you can't be there, even if these shuls don't make, uh, don't have space. I mean, if sometimes it's a practical issue. Don't have space for a women's section that they that they figure out a way to make it work one week. I mean, <laughs> am I am I being I too? So I would hope so. It sort of surprises me. Um, I, I'm not familiar, but I think that that space needs to be needs to be allocated, and and that inclusion is again I, no judgment, right? But certainly to be considered as a as as a value. You know, when I was growing up, um, I went to SAR for middle school and had the unbelievable, and I say this seriously, um, zchut of davening with a minion in seventh and eighth grade every single day. And um, and I wonder, because, and my kids are in co-ed schools, um, and I wonder why sometimes we don't find that every school continues that initiative when it's available. Um, if you're in a single gendered school, obviously it's going to be more complicated for your daughter to dive with a minion on a daily basis. I get that, but when you're when we're looking at a co-ed opportunity, you know why is there a way that that we as as community leaders, we as women, forward-thinking, modern Orthodox women with commitments to Torah, can look at administrators and say, listen, not only should our daughters be davening with a minion? But imagine what kind of daveners they're going to be in 20 years if you have imparted this to them now. And also the understanding the mechanics of davening in a shul. You know, that's also, I find that to be, uh, it's very obvious when young women, you know, girls, have not been exposed to shul. Right, right. There's a whole dance will, a very graceful, elegant, um, I don't want to use the word performance, because it's not. It's, right. a, it's a synergy of, of people, and up and down, and it, it's very, it's choreographed, that's the right word. And if you don't, it's very different than davening on your own, or even in a classroom where you're not exposed to a minion. And I, I think that that needs to be um, held up there as the bar of that you know how to handle yourself in a shul environment, not just, you know, comportment and uh, how to not talk. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to talk in shul, where do you go to (laughs) Dawson? That's a good point. Uh, That's a good point. (laughs) Right. And... You know, so not, but not just that. It's it's the, the elegance of the the back and forth, and right. you know the you know chazin and then the response and the chazin and the response. You know, how do you do that dance? A hundred percent. And having a comfort and a feel. Right, a hundred percent. I find that my my daughters learn a tremendous amount by. Um, when they're when from when they come home from summer camp when they've been in sleepaway camp and the entire yeah. camp has davened together um you know those those skills in that environment is is so nurturing that it is um that they have they they really get a tremendous ed- education from those experiences and i and i certainly want to credit give credit where credit is due my kids go to camp marasha and um 
and I, I give them a tremendous amount of credit. I, I want to actually circle back for a second, if you will, to what you mentioned at the beginning that the that we that so much of davening is is modeled around uh, the imahot and modeled around different women in Tanakh. It, 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 this brings me back to a conversation you and I have had about the important role that women play in Judaism and how we are lauded and credited. Talk about giving credit when credit is due. We are lauded and credited for so many different aspects of the religion that, that I don't want to overlook that. And I want I want our listeners to appreciate that we are as women we are praised and held in high regard, and so much of what we do, therefore, on a daily basis, is because women have done it before. Correct. And look at look at Esther. Look at Sarah Imenu. These are these were powerful women who were who were feisty and had uh, who were brave. Uh, brave in their own home, brave in, in the you know in the wide world, and had an active voice, and and holding them up as role models says should say to to us, we we're here, we're we're, we're we've achieved something incredible, and we have to build on that, and we have to bring that into the twenty first century. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Rebetzin, Dr. Adina Schmidman, Director of the Women's Initiative at the Orthodox Union. Um, I, 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 I continue to be um, in awe of your initiative and your guidance and your forward thinking and of the conversations that we have. I'm really, truly inspired um, every time you and I are, are, get together on the air or, you know, in, in a box in the, at the OU and are able to schmooze um, in a sound booth. But um, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak. And um, I, I, I certainly hope that, that we will continue to effectuate good change for the next generation of women and that we are able to continue to use prayer to unite all of us, whether in times of tragedy or in times of celebration. Thank you, Miriam, for inviting me. And, you know, this, this initiative reminds me, when I was a child, I learned that the Jewish people have to keep, you know, a Shabbos, uh, I think there's debate, one Shabbos, two Shabbosim, uh, in order for Mashiach to come. And when I, was, when, I was, when I heard that when I was a kid, I couldn't picture how I was going to send a letter to each person, asking them, please, <laughs> just, you know, keep, keep Shabbos. And there was no, no way to, like, wrap your head around the postage and the, the letter. I couldn't figure out how, how to disseminate the message. And here, that's what you're doing. You're saying, come to Shul. Every person can do it. It's not, it's not asking that much. Right. But I think we have now that the the mechanism to reach people and connect with people, obviously because of a tragedy. But I think to be able to turn this into something incredibly powerful, incredibly unifying, is is exceptional. Well, I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. I believe in the power of the internet. I, I really do. I believe in the power of the internet, and I believe that social media can be used for good things. And I truly hope that this initiative is successful. And I hope that you continue to have success, and that you and I can speak again soon. Terrific. I look forward. Thank you so much. Continued Hatzlacha. 
Oh, you're listening to That's Life. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And um, we will continue with the live lunch here from Pittsburgh or wherever we are. I mean, I, I don't I don't even know. We're still in Pittsburgh, right? We're exhausted. We're in Pittsburgh. Um, join Nachum tomorrow morning as he hosts JM the AM from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And at the conclusion of JM the AM, join Naomi for table for two. You're already playing it. I yeah, yeah, just give me a nod or something. And then stay tuned as you enjoy the uh, encore of the Kerem Erev Shabbos show um, that was hosted by Mac Mark Zomik. It airs in a, its original slot is 7 p.m. Thursday night and uh, gets encored after Naomi on Friday mornings. Rami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Monday Shabbos at 9 p.m. Eastern. Matzah hosts JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern time, Sunday morning. If you can hear that in the background... Yeah. Don't really want to interrupt. Kol ha'olam kulo. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Kol ha'olam kulo. Gesher tsar meod, gesher tsar meod, kol haolam kulo, gesher tsar meod, gesher tsar meod. Vehaikar, vehaikar, lo lefachet, lo lefachet klahan.